Listener discretion is advised as the Ebenistas podcast may contain suggestive and or triggering themes and overall adult content. Oh, f- I literally don't know. We literally grew up in the era of Chappelle's show. Like, come on. Fuck <laughs> your couch. All right. Wait, who's who's opening this one? I am like way off. Ooh. All right, so that would be uh, me. That's you. All right, guys. So. Hello, hello again. We are back. Did you miss us? I yeah. I'm Doreen and my multi-talented co-host. Multi-talented? Yes. What do I got? What? You can do everything. What? You're an editor, you're a producer, you're a content creator, you're a podcaster, you're a musician, you're a oh, no one's expert, a you're a mommy, so you're a baby expert, you're a white, multi-fucking talented. Yes. Yeah, I appreciate it. Jabby, yeah, I'm here. No one's ever called me musician. I don't know if I'm a musician. Should I? Should we say that? Are we allowed to say Why not? That? I don't know. If people can know. ring a square triangle and call that music, then like, <laughs> we're a musician. <laughs> like, I. Mm-hmm. She's like, can you read music? Check. Can you your child music? Check. <laughs> musician. Uh, <laughs> So before we get started, don't forget to add us on your social medias. We are Ebenistas, The Ebenistas, Ebenistas Pete. Just find us, Ebenistas. There's not too many of us. It's just us. Find us, like us. Make sure that if you're yeah. listening to this right now that you subscribe and like our podcast because we really love to hear feedback about you know what you think of us. So um, today we are going to be talking about the Royals. Not the one that Lord sings about. We're gonna talk about the royal family and that Wait. what? Who is she talking about? So it's a joke. She's saying they're never going to be royals. Yeah, so I'm, okay. So, but she was talking about royals in general, right? Yeah, but I mean, I'm, I'm saying it was just not the ones that she's singing about in her song. I guess it is. The I mean, ones I guess it is. Singing. It is. I mean, like, yeah. Know, okay, I'll take it. So not that I was gonna say. Oh, anyway. Um, <laughs> but the, the royal family and the interview that came out with. Meghan Markle, Oprah, Prince Harry, all that stuff. Um, Everyone has had thoughts on on some of the bombshells that were dropped. So let's talk about all of it from Pierce Morgan and Sharon Osbourne and Bethany Markle and just a lot of people who have opinions who need to shut their mouths. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so Jabby, what do you have for us? All right. So I really wanted to do this one because obviously it was huge um, the last two weeks or so, right? Has it been two weeks since that interview happened? Yeah. Wow. Okay, wait, well, at the time of this recording. Um, so by the time you hear this, it'll probably be like a month <laughs> or something. Whoops. I still care. Um, I think so. And the reason why is because it has brought up so much conversation Um not just about the royals and of course like what happens behind closed doors um but of course um mental health and um race um mixed race public eye being the public eye um the relationship between um you know celebrity and tabloids and i mean all kinds of stuff but the big one of course was the racism claim that Harry and Meghan made um, about the royal family. So um, let's just actually, let's say quick commercial, right? So this interview with Oprah was a really big deal, right? Like, First of all, hold on, I'm sorry, but I don't like the way you looked at me before you went to commercial. <laughs> Like, oh, girl. You when I made that noise. <laughs> I was just like, what is happening? That was my commercial noise. We don't have weird noises on this show. We don't use, like, those weird, like, radio noises. So. Bumch. You know, yeah. like, ooh. It's radio time. You know, all that stuff. Should we start using it? No, we're not a radio show. Oh, well, fuck. <laughs> We could be. Ooh, could listen, be. upgrade. Um, so according to Jabby, she uh, Oprah broke the internet and television. Um, I will say people are like, damn, Oprah's a really good interviewer. I'm like, 
and I forget that she's been around through so many generations that you guys all know, like she was a journalist first and foremost, this is her bread and butter. That's where she met her best friend, Gail King. And you know, this is, this is what she used to do. Um, she's not just the magazine. What, what does she do now? What is she owns? I mean, she owns her own network now. Yeah, so, I mean, she's literally gone from like small time, like journalism, middle of nowhere, poor to like, she owns it all, all of it. I know she started off by owning her own studio and then she kind of started amassing a small fortune with her show. And then she retired and she, you know, she's built like a, like a, I want to say like an orphanage in Africa for young girls. And, you know, she does various things here and there, but she has known Meghan Markle for quite some time. She was at their wedding and she's even said that even at their wedding, she was like, can I interview you guys? I would love to interview you guys. And they were like, no, we really can't. We're not interested. But after everything that, that kind of transpired with them being out in the cold, um, they decided to go ahead and do this interview. So I wanted to talk about some of the controversial like interviews that she's done in the past real quick. So back in the day, she interviewed Barbara Streisand, who had took it upon herself to match Oprah's microphone. It was her microphone from her studio. Like it was hers. Okay. She took it upon herself to get that microphone spray painted off-white cream to match her outfit, which match her dog, which match her shoes, which, and Oprah was livid. And so like, they have this great back and forth where she was just like, I've never seen that microphone before. But like, you could tell she's like, did you spray paint my stuff white? And like, you came into my house and you didn't even ask me? Like they had, it was, it was hilarious. What? Um, yeah, <laughs> so you can go check out that clip, it's hilarious. Um, and then she had beef with like 50 Cent for a little while because he made, he made a comment saying that Oprah predominantly caters to older white women. Oh. And if you ever watch her show, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of true. Um, but they had like a little bit of a squabble and she ended up interviewing him and she called him out. She's like, so you named your dog after me? You're trying to say I'm a female dog? And he, he apologized and was like, you know, now that I've gotten to meet you, like, he kind of like ate his words a little bit and was just like, my bad. So they're good. And then let's not forget that crazy interview with Tom Cruise, where he was so in love with Katie Holmes that he started jumping on the couch like a lunatic. Um, she has a knack for bringing out people's innermost secrets. She also did one with Lindsay Lohan that was really good. Did you see that one? No, I did not. Yeah. So she... She has a knack, like, you know, her and Elizabeth Taylor have had some little, like, you know, interviews, squabbles, but yeah, so they've known each other for a while, and this interview happens, right? They have a good relationship. She was like, if there's going to be anybody who I can talk to about this, it's probably going to be the richest person who could interview me, um, and so... I'm trying to remember how much money they made from this interview, because it was substantial. Because you're not going to leak all these secrets. You know for nothing right like so one of the reasons why a lot of people were upset was because as we all know from when they left the royal family which was a big big deal to mm -hmm. to be clear like no one has ever really done that like in the way that they have um but they were cut off financially mm -hmm. and since she had to give up her career to get married to him because that's part of one of the many standards to be a royal is that you can't, you know, you're not allowed to work. You can't have all these different affiliations. So she already had some money, but she had to stop because she got married. Yeah. And then he, he had inheritance, inheritances, inheritance? multiple inheritance um, from different sources, multiple inheritance. Yeah. Okay. You get it. You get it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, right? So when he left, all of that got cut off. Um, so they were essentially living with Tyler Perry. He offered them shelter and security in his mansion because they didn't have anywhere else to go. I'm okay. Sorry. I what's I'm happening? Sorry. Rich people homelessness just It's a thing. Yeah, I know. And it's like, it's not their fault. It's just, it's just a funny, weird concept because it's just like, 
it's almost like, I mean, you can't help, help the lifestyle that you're in and the people that you know, of course, you know, like same thing. If something happened to my family, we would go to our adjacent, you know, people that we are with, which is in the middle-class families. And we would ask them for help. Right. Like, so it's just, to me, I'm just like, it's, it's weird to me, like just rich people they're just like we need shelter so they sheltered at tyler perry's house and all and he gave them security and everything to keep them safe and until they figured out what they were going to do and so a lot of people are saying that this interview is part of a money grab because they are trying to secure income like a lot of it and quickly um so we were trying to figure out how much money that they actually made from this interview Mm -hmm. did you look it up no i did not did you sorry i slacked (laughs) (laughs) we had to take a quick siesta and we've totally forgot a siesta is fun that was not a siesta that was a quick uh technical difficulties so yes uh so they actually made anywhere between seven and nine million dollars from this interview with cbs so yeah it, it, it i'm sure the money didn't hurt them at all like they were like you know, it's better than like people are like, oh, they paid for my wedding. They paid for like seven weddings just now for this interview. So do you like wine but have no clue what to order? You can't just say pink, red or white. You got to know. But Wink can help you with that. They make it easy for you. All you have to do is a little quiz at the beginning of your sign up process and Wink will suggest the best wines for you based on your palate. So if you want to learn more about wines and are too embarrassed to ask the sommelier at the restaurant, why not learn in private and get a little tipsy while doing so? So sign up for a monthly subscription and get $20 off of your first order with our special code Ebenistas. That's wink.mivh.net backslash E-B-O-N-I-S-T-A-S. Anyway, so let's uh let's let's talk about how all this got started. Okay. So the huge thing is over in the UK are the tabloids. So I think that's where it started, right? Yeah. I well, mean uh, Okay, so let's let's Where did you want to start? So it started when they got married, right? Okay. Because Everyone was fine with their engagement. Everything went well. But once they got married and she actually moved to England and started becoming a duchess, um, that was when the tabloids just really started going like hot and heavy on her. Like they were just, she couldn't do anything right. You know, it was, you know, oh, she made Kate cry. She was so mean. She had to go through all these assistants. She's making the staff cry. They just painted her to be this like monster. You remember the, I remember the, 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 um, she closed her own door thing. I remember that when it came out and I was like, yo, they're mad because she closed her own door. Like what? Like, and I understood like from their point of view, like you're not supposed to do this. Like it's the optics or whatever, but I was like, okay, listen, you guys need to calm down. This is like the way that people were reacting to it. I was like, this is crazy. I also remember when they were, she was coming somewhere and like a kid was like trying to reach her and she like grabbed the kid's hand and she was talking to the baby or whatever. And they were like, oh no, you are not allowed to touch commoners. Like, mm-hmm. absolutely not. Oh, she's breaking protocol. She just doesn't care. So they, the, the, so the tabloids really just like went after her, like, like a dog after a bone. Yeah. Yeah. They really did. And they did so. And then they just started getting really nasty um and i think we all know like where where it went from there it really went um more to a comparing her and kate kind of area um you know she became the evil uh you know i what is it the sister-in-law kate was like the princess like the, the the shining princess kind of thing they made him out to be made her out to be um they went really, they said some pretty terrible racial things about Megan, um, which was really heartbreaking to see in the public eye and to see that her royal family, that part of that family didn't speak out about that. 
So we'll definitely go into that a little bit more. But um, what I saw um, and what they said on the interview, I thought was interesting. That I, I think Megan said this was, she said, there's a difference between privacy and intrusion. And I really like that. I think the reason why a lot of people didn't have as much empathy for her is because the lives of anyone, anyone even near the royal family, you know, everyone in the royal family, that has always been an like integral part of the tabloid culture, even here in the United States, you know, like, look at what they're wearing, look at where they're going, look at them on vacation. There was a whole thing about um, Kate when they went on vacation somewhere and they were like nude sunbathing mm -hmm. and this paparazzi people got pictures of her nude. I never heard about that here in the US. Never. Because really? they shut it down that fast. Yeah. But yeah. I'm like, you would think that that's something that would have caused quite a stir, yeah. right? Like yeah. a prince a princess naked, like, you know, yeah, that would have course. been everywhere. Nope. They hid that so well because the royal family does they don't speak out publicly that's not something that they do they didn't do it for diana they didn't do it for prince charles when he was doing all of his foolishness with his mistress and all that they don't speak out publicly so whether it was megan mm -hmm. or anyone else they weren't going to do it and i think a lot of people are just like what makes you so special that they had to speak up for you when that's not something that they've ever done historically yeah um i don't I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, I understand the historical context of that, but we're, it's so different now. Like, so I, I think we kind of need to veer off for a second, right? Um, I am not in agreement of the fact that we still have a monarchy um, in a developed, a developed country. Like, I don't understand it. I don't get why it's still there. I don't know what purpose they really serve. Um, maybe you know a little bit more and you can elaborate. Maybe I'm just ignorant, um, but I just, I don't get it. I don't know why they're still there and why um, their, their countrymen still need to pay for their lifestyle. Because from what I understand in the, the documentary that I, that I was watching about them, it was almost like the, the countrymen are paying for this show almost and like paying them for the optics and for this entertainment of having royalty and then for them to work and do like you know they do like charities and stuff like that and um they do other types of ventures but really it's it feels like it's almost just so they can say that they have royals I, I don't know. So the queen remains the head of British state, according to history.com. She is the highest representative of the United Kingdom on the national and international stage. The head of the British government, however, is the prime minister. So one serves as a symbol of the country and the other serves as the chief executive of the government. So she's actually relinquished quite a bit of power in, the, in her time as queen. And so now they are basically down to just doing a lot of, you know, special occasions, holidays. They still make all their official, you know, appearances. But for the most part, they do kind of focus more on, what's the word? Charity work and, but there's like a specific word that I'm thinking Optics? of. Bill Gates, no, Bill Gates and his wife Melinda oh. are now philanthropy. Yeah. Yeah. Philanthropists, there you go. So, yeah, exactly what I. But OK, so that's kind of like saying, well, you know, you, you guys in the United States, you guys have had a president for forever. Like, why do you guys still have that? Clearly, you should divide the power amongst all these people. I mean, the after this last the president election, is the head of the military and the head of state. He's fine. I assure you, this child is it, fine. He's, he's <laughs> he is yelling at the cat. That is how he thinks he's getting the cat's attention. And it scares my cat. It makes her scurry. So he thinks it's hilarious to yell at the cat and scream at her so he can watch her like, you know. Okay, sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, but if they're just, but the that's what I'm saying. Like the president here is not just a philanthropist. He actually is making making decisions and signing orders and doing all doing work or at least he's supposed to be doing that and yes he might be doing 
a lot of that uh, may be coming from other um, branches of government and like, you know, personally, I mean, I, I am not miss like, you know, our government is the best at all or anything like that. Anyone that knows me, I mean, I have an anarchist heart and everything, but at least they're not, it's not, he's just a philanthropist. Like, but what, that's what I'm trying to, like, what you just described was that. I mean, it's just, it, it wasn't always that way, but over the course of the past, you know, hundred couples, hundred years or that's so, they re yeah, that's what it's turned so into. They, so why do we still have them? Like, why is, it's not, but that's not a we, that's a them, no, that's a them. It, yeah. because it's part of their, it's part of their class structure. You know, they, they are very much in a class structure in England. Like you, you know, you have the queen and then you have all these dukes and duchesses and you know, there's so many different layers to it. And then you have the parliament that you have, there's, there's a lot of stuff. It's just a different culture. So for me as an American, I try not to be like, you guys are just archaic. Like you need to get rid of these, these, you know, these titles and all this and just be done with it and become one with the people that, their whole society is based off of this way does it make it right or wrong or is it good or bad i don't mm -hmm. know this is just what it is so i just keep i leave it there mm, i think for a country if it wants to say that it wants to be a part of the modern world and a part of the developed world um i think that if you're going to do that then you should move forward and yes, I do think that something like a monarchy is archaic. I think that you should should move forward and just get rid of that. Because at this point now, you're you're literally having people, um, again, like I said, common everyday people who are paying their taxes and stuff like that are just paying the, for the lives of philanthropists. Like I should not have to pay for your life just so you can live comfortably at this point. So what, okay. I don't think that any one country has it all figured mm -hmm. out. None of them, like, you know, we no, haven't of course. figured it out here. And so to say that, to shed, to say that to be part of modern, modern society that you have to shed everything that you've done in the past, that's, that, that is very idealistic, but it's probably not gonna happen. Um, I mean, to be honest, like they, I, I give I give them a couple. I mean, like I give them time, and I think they will get rid of it. I mean, enough time and enough um, and enough. Um, you know, again, this is generations, right? Just like you said, over time, it developed. Her title changed. Her her responsibilities have changed, right? The way that the powers have changed. Then yeah, it's. I mean, after a while people and certain generations are going to look at it and go, why are we still doing this? I think a lot of younger generations are going to look at it and go, what, why am I paying for this? What are we doing? I think that's, that's, that's something that someone who is outside of that culture could say for them. It's like, what? No, we always have to have the queen. That's our mom. That's our, you know, that's Let's our see. person. How do you, I want to see how do you younger Britons feel about the monarchy? So while you're looking that up, so when, when she did get married, mm -hmm. that was when I found out about the, I didn't realize all the different levels of control and all the different rules that they had. I remember, like, I noticed her style really had changed. And I couldn't understand why. Mm -hmm. And then they were, like, down to the clothes that they wear, the earrings, the nail polish color, mm -hmm. you know, not being able to touch people. There has always been a certain level of control that separates them from commoners. We behave a certain way to in order to show that we are of a different echelon, that we are higher up than everyone else. So we have to behave differently. We have to do things that not everyone would do to keep that separation. Wait, I'm so confused. Wait, say that again? So I was just saying all these different rules that they have were to separate them. So it's not just my title that separates me from the everyday person. It's how we are, how we behave, how we dress, what we put on. Everything has been thought mm -hmm. out from the way that we open doors oh, yeah. to, you know, how we eat our food and all of that has been thought out and planned out. And these rules have existed for generation and not, you aren't going to come in here and change yeah. this. That's sort of the way that it is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it obviously was not well received. Um, you know, I was reading actually um, that not reading, I'm sorry, the, the documentary I saw, actually, which I thought was really interesting, because everyone made like this big deal. They're like, oh, like no one's ever done this before, Harry and Meghan, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, 
the documentary I saw was like, they're like, no, there have actually been several, a couple couples in the monarchy that have done this. Um, I don't remember their names, but like most recently, I think there was one in like the thirties or forties. There was one of the Royals. Um, he did the same thing for love. He said, I don't want to do this um because they had an issue with the wife to be and he was like forget it i don't want to do this i'll drop my title i'll just go do whatever um rude i'm gonna do that be right back okay so yes we are not agreeing the most on this particular episode <laughs> because i think that i'm i try to be what i consider culturally sensitive right so things that may seem like super backwards and super just old-fashioned or doesn't make a lot of sense because of the ideals that we were raised on here i i try not to judge because i clearly after the last election you know with who we had in the office before we don't have it all figured out we are still dealing with a ton of other issues so are so many other countries so whether it's a monarchy or a democracy or you know whatever a theocracy whatever no matter what it is we all have issues so until there is that perfect utopia where there are no issues and the government runs in perfect you know like collusion with their their citizens until that happens no one has the right answer so i'm not i'm not as quick to be like they just need to disable this like you know screw all this this is stupid get out of there well you know like i'm just like i don't think but that's different though what you're talking about is government run i i have total respect for for other like the culture because trust me you've got people you've got countries that are um other than dictatorships like honestly you can miss me with that bullshit that's that's stuff that's inhumane that's not right like whatever i, I that's just something that you can miss me with as the children say these days um but you have underdeveloped countries i mean you've got still have places with tribes and stuff like that like i'm all about like preserving all of that like that their way of life and things like that um what i'm talking about is having a society that's paying rich people <laughs> whether it's part of their culture or not what you're what you we basically just found out from what was explained in that definition was that they are paying for these people that just have a status quo historically just for them to keep living that lifestyle just because of their family stature but it's not just that. So monarchies have existed for forever, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's always been that one person in charge, the, the chief, you know, whatever. But monarchies exist in more than just I England know. and the, you know, territories that they have. But I will say after looking at this list, most of it is from England, um, but <laughs> it is interesting to see. And, and in some places we hear about it more than others, but the United States was founded because they wanted to get away from the mm -hmm. monarchy. That's exactly why they came here. So you and are a perfect example of what they wanted, like bring down the monarchy. Like that's I, I, obviously I'm, I'm adding a little emphasis because you're not saying it with such such strength. Well, I'd be down if the monarchy. It. Well, it's different. But back then, like was the monarchy was like. I mean, they were they're actually making decisions and things like that and about like the well-being of the land, whatever, whether people were agreeing with it or not. Like that's neither what we're talking about. I'm talking about in this modern day of age, like separate, like just separate the, the thought process, like of what this what we're what we're talking about. They are. They are just they're, they're not doing they're, they're just philanthropists right they're not making any other decisions right do they make any other go government decisions does she sign off they say no they the final decisions do not go to the queen anymore okay so that's what i'm talking about is that their responsibilities have changed in this day and age okay why to me i don't think it's right we don't pay for that for rich people in our i mean i get it our countries are different we have two different countries we don't do what do we we pay for our rich we make them a whole lot of money for them to do a bunch of nothing. But you know what I mean? So what I'm just talking about is people are still like looking up to these people as if like they are like head of the country, like as if they like make these great decisions and all this stuff. And it's just like, it, to me, it's just kind of silly. 
um, that, that, like, they literally are paying taxes so that they can just have a show and just say that they have royals in their country. We pay, most of the middle class and average citizens, we pay more in taxes than people who have millions of dollars mm -hmm. do. Yeah, like, it sucks. in the United States it right works. now. And it sucks, yeah. But like, she only recently, I'm sorry, the queen only recently started to give up some of this power, but she has been there for a long time. Like they went through world wars with her as, you know, the person like to just, I, I, I feel like it's a little bit, like you can't just dismiss everything that they've done without the royals and the royal family, England wouldn't be what they are right now. Hmm. Okay. I will take, okay. So that I will give you a point for that. What I will take back is the fact that we may pay more in taxes here, but that doesn't, but you have to remember most of us here are not in support of that at all. Most of us are against that. But who are the people making those rules? The rich. Yeah, but we like, don't, but that's what I'm saying is that the, the common, the people there, the countrymen there, for some reason, they are in this cycle, this weird cycle where they are okay with this lifestyle of paying for this, of paying for these people to upkeep their lifestyle. At least over here, like we're, we, we're like, what the fuck? Why are we paying so much in taxes when we're the ones that are, you know, we're the ones that need the most help. The rich don't need the help. But they pay 60 pennies, 60, mm -hmm. that's it, 60 cents a okay. year for the royal. But what's that compared, but what's that compared to the rest of their, their salaries and all that stuff? That's, I mean, I'm saying, but it's only 60 cents per person goes to the royals. Like that's not even a dollar. Cents per what, but like per what? what do you like mean? what? Per person per, per year, year? Oh. goes to supporting the royal family. Oh. That's it? Oh. Yeah, it's, okay. I mean, you... does that equal 40, does that, that equals 40 million pounds, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, I'm just saying. <laughs> it's in here. Okay, but that's neither here nor there. Like, girl, listen. It's 60 cents. That's it's 60 cents is what pounds? I'm saying. 40, 40 million Yeah, get, get, get out of here. No. Okay. But it's only 60 cents. So really quick, so we can move forward. Um, <laughs> we're just. I will give you a point though for for the other part, but I forgot what it was already. <laughs> I give you a point. Um, it said support of the monarchy by age, and this is twenty twenty one statistics. Um, ages eighteen to twenty four, forty two percent. This is in Britain. Um, twenty five to forty nine are at sixty two percent actually. Fifty to sixty four, seventy two, sixty five, and over eighty four, and overall sixty two percent their country support the royals they, they're about it they're about that life like but i do i, I think that sorry go ahead. no no go what ahead. you said though what you said is you know that the fact that they went through these wars with her and like whatever yes you know what their family made these decisions or whatever um yeah i i think supporting them at this point cool you're right but as time goes this on a, i a, think we need to they need to start etching that out. They've been able to modernize without having to relinquish their hist historical, like, you know, like issues, mm -hmm. sorry. They have been able to modernize while holding on tightly to their history. Mm -hmm. And they haven't really had to compromise that much when it comes to that. And that's one of the things that they're proud of is that they are an older institution. They've been around way longer than the United States and they're still standing with the same monarchy, but everything else around it has grown and modernized. So I think, I, so for me, I, I admire that. I, I do, I do. So yeah, I guess I kind of do like the yeah, royals, you know, but anyway. You keep trying to deny it. I'm looking at you and I'm like, girl, you like the royals, you're, like you stand, like you, you really stand, stand there. Yeah, royals. Like stop trying to act like you're not. <laughs> you're you're like your mom. Your mom did that to you, and you didn't. You don't even know. Look at you. You a royal. Well, I went to school in one of their territories, I guess, in the Bahamas, right? So that's still part of their whole thing. So I had not experienced anything before that, other than what I had seen on TV. Mm. And it's like, I mean, she's on their money. She's everywhere. Like she is, you know, that's just commonwealth of everything. Like it's just, it's what it always is. And it's what it's always been. So 
I got to see what it was like. And for me, it's not like a huge imposition or like, oh, well, you know, give me all your money. We got to we gotta pay for the queen. Like it's how it was back in the day where they were taking all of the, of the like Britain's like money to like put into wars and building ships to go and fight this crusade. It's not like, you know, or this person wants a new stable. So, you know, you need to give us, it's not like how it was gotcha. back then. Okay, so, that's yeah. Fair. So um, now that we've gone through that, and Doreen and I have <laughs> battled it out. <laughs> so back to Harry and Megan, right? Um, who I, right, wait. I legit forgot that we were talking yeah, about them. Yeah, we are. Um, <laughs> who, if, personally, if I'm going to have to say who are my favorite royals, they are my favorite. Hello, the rebels, okay? Of course the rebels are my favorite. Um, who are your favorites? It's them. Yeah. And but they're not royals anymore, so that's why I was hesitating because I was like, well, technically, they've given all that up. So I I'm guess it would kind of fall to. <sighs> I really like Queen Elizabeth. Like, I, I do. I think she's a badass. And I think that she has fought her way through so many male dominated countries and, you know, establishments. So I really like yeah. her. I think fair. Fair. I, I'm with you. On that end, I mean, um, I don't know too much, um, and, and forgive me, that's probably poor of me, but I don't know too much about their politics and every their history and everything that's happened on her end. Um, but I do admire any woman of that stature who has gone through such a male-dominated, um, you know, world and been able to keep herself together and... Do you watch The Crown? No. Me either. Maybe we should have watched that no. before we started talking no. about this. Don't care. No? No? Okay. Absolutely okay. not. All right. So, okay. listen. All right. So, we did not, I did not know this, which I thought was very interesting. So, the royals actually have this really embedded relationship with the tabloids. Um, so much so that there is a yearly party that they have with the tabloids where they um, invite reporters to into the, um, what is it called? The, I guess the palace or wherever, um, Buckingham. But, I don't yes. know, but that's what I'm saying. I know that I know where the palace is, but I don't know if the party is at Buckingham or if it's somewhere oh, else. Okay. No, no, no. I know, I know it's at Buckingham, but I don't like, I know what Buckingham <laughs> is. I just don't know if the party is there. How <laughs> Go ahead. No, no, not that uncultured. I'm not that much of a swine. Um, <laughs> Charlatan. <laughs> that harlot. <laughs> um, so I just, but they have these parties. And so it really is this very personal, intricate relationship um, that they have. So there's a lot of power that the royals have with the tabloids. And it's almost like, do you remember... And I feel like this has changed a lot in the U.S., but I feel like the U.S. has made a drastic change in the, how the tabloids have worked in the last few, I would say, like, 10 years or so. Do you remember, like, the 2000s? And the tabloids were, like, terrible with celebrities. I mean, you remember the, the Britney Spears craziness. That was the beginning of like the paparazzi fanatic. They were always there, but they weren't quite as aggressive after Queen Diana, oops, sorry, Princess Diana passed mm -hmm. away. They kind of calmed down a little bit because they got such a bad yep. rap for the fact that they kind of low key killed her yeah. with their aggression. And, or did. Um, or did they? Queen dun, did dun, 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 dun. So, so they had calmed down a little bit. And then, like, yeah, in the early 2000s, they were just like, let's make this Listen. money, you know? And they just started putting out all sorts of stuff. I mean, that's how TMZ got yep. started. That's how, yeah, it's, it's crazy. But yeah, it's I remember. Slow, but recently, I mean, like, you, we still get tabloids, obviously, because we have, like, People Magazine and we have all this stuff, right, that still comes out. Um, but it doesn't seem here, at least in the U.S., to me, it doesn't seem as hectic as it does over in the U.K., with the royals it's like especially with what happened with them as far as like you know them leaving um harry and megan leaving and things like that it just everything got amped up once their marriage happened and then the babies happening and this and that like 
it just amped up and it went nuts. So I was just kind of like taken aback about that. And I was really interested in the fact that they do have these parties and it's almost like, yeah, they do get to control in a way they do get to speak out on their behalf, actually, because if they do have such a close, intricate relationship with the tabloids, and just like you said, that story about Kate being naked, you didn't hear about it here. You only found out about it because you were doing a quick little research. Um, they shut that shit down, right? So they can control the narrative of the tabloids. They can speak out in some kind of way. They can control what is being said by the tabloids. And so the fact that so much was being said negatively about Megan and the tabloids, and they could not yield, they're saying that they couldn't do anything about it. They couldn't control, you know, or say something to these people that they have such an intricate relationship with, these reporters who they invite into the palace, who they have these yearly parties with. You're, you're telling me that they couldn't con- couldn't at least do something about that? I, but yet again, you're taking away the fact that because they have, I mean, it's the president, they have a press junket too. Like, you know, they, they invite, what is that called? Um, the correspondence dinner that they have at the mm-hmm. White House. Does that mean that they get to control the narrative of whatever they, they no, put no, no. into print? No, I don't. So, so I feel like you're taking away the accountability from those tabloids for attacking Megan and going for blood because it was it was just something that people were like, "Ooh, what does she do now?" Like they couldn't wait to make her the villain villain in their little story that they created because that's what kept selling stories. So ultimately, the mm-hmm. press and those tabloids are responsible for what they did of to course. her. The royal family isn't responsible for that. Well, well, we invited you over here one time, so if you speak out about this one person, then it's our fault for not taking. We don't know what but they said. But it's not one time. We don't know but that. It's not, but what I'm saying is that it's not. It's not like just a one-time deal. These. It's very clear that they have the tabloids have an intricate relationship with the royals. But that doesn't mean that they are the puppet master pulling. The no, 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 not completely. Of course, like the tabloids are going to go a little crazy. I think a little bit, but I think to the degree that it was, and to the degree that the way that she was saying that it was affecting her mental health, that she was breaking down, that she was asking for help, um, you know, with what she was feeling, um, and then in the history of what they saw it ha- how they saw it happening to other uh, people in the royal family. Um, the fact that it almost seems like they, I don't know, like maybe they, maybe someone did try to say something. Maybe someone did try to do something, but to me, it just seems like it just ran rampant and no one really did anything or they were just saying, well, we can't, since they couldn't say anything, did anyone behind the scenes try to say anything and do anything? It doesn't, yeah, we don't according know. to Megan and Harry, it doesn't seem like anyone did. But we don't we don't know that. And so I want to be clear and say that I'm not I I feel terrible for Megan and Harry and their son and everything that they went through was legit awful and no one should have to bear that type mm-hmm. of pain, you know, or to feel suicidal because of all of this intrusion as she you know, as she said. And it, it was awful. But what I'm what I was trying I'm I'm just trying to say the point that like it's really easy to villainize the royal family for basically trying to maintain their traditions mm-hmm. um and and not say well the press didn't have anything to do with it okay i've got another question for you you ready if you told me just last year that i would be writing producing editing and losing sleep in the best way for my own podcast i'd give you a high five for having quite the imagination But surprise, here I am and with one of my best friends doing the thing. I'm sure my co-host would agree that trying out different ways of recording has been quite the adventure, especially when it comes to having guests on the show. But I think we hit the jackpot with Squadcast. Squadcast is leading the way with an easy to use platform that allows you and your guests to record studio quality shows locally on separate tracks, which then automatically upload to the Squadcast cloud. Your recordings can then be easily downloaded directly in your chosen format. You can visit ebonistas.com on our sponsor page and click that cute Squadcast symbol to get started. This is a win-win for Doreen and I. The studio quality recordings are music to our ears and avoiding all the plugins and plugouts from recording on separate tracks saves us so much time and energy. 
So upgrade your podcast game and give Squadcast a go. Our link via ebonistas.com will hook you up with a seven-day free trial. Happy recordings. So when the Black Lives Matter movement was really ramping up um, the first time and then again um, during the pandemic, um, do you remember if, and I, I didn't have a chance to look this up, did the Royals ever say anything about it? I don't know. I wonder. I, I, I'm, not I'm trying sure. to think if they ever said anything. They, but typically part of the whole thing of them relinquishing any of the like political or like governmental policies, like them releasing their power was that they are not allowed to speak out about anything that is of that nature. They are, it's part of the rules of how, of how they govern themselves. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to guess that they probably didn't speak out about it because they're not allowed to speak out about anything. Let me see. Um, so what she went through was awful. Um, and I think that... The part that bothered me the most, honestly, was the race stuff. Like, how dark is the baby going to be? Like, that that is extremely offensive. But they were very clear that it wasn't the queen that asked that. It was someone else in the royal family. And based off of who they are still and not talking to, I'm going to guess it was probably Prince Charles or his brother. Because there is some major beef between Harry and his brother, and they do not talk about what happened. But I can bet you, if you asked my husband, and if he was, you know, of another race, how dark our baby was going to be to her <laughs> face, like, we fighting, we will fight. That is mad disrespectful. That's, that, that is a type of rift that would go between two listen, siblings, you know, like. Listen, that, okay, so that is the big one, right? That is the big one that sparked like this whole other downfall and it's going to take us into this whole other stratosphere of fallouts in other characters <laughs> in the press right the, that one really bothered me too um obviously because my baby okay so anyone that says anything of that nature to anyone first of all that's stupid like don't why is that even a question like that that has no reason to be brought up into conversation the only reason that someone would bring that up is a worry like is someone that is someone that's worried about it like other than that don't don't say anything no no one else gets that question like what who else gets that who what other people get that question you know what i mean no one ever looks at like two people of the same race and goes, oh, that baby's going to come out. Like, is your, I wonder how white your baby's going to come out. You know what I mean? It's, it's an awful question to ask someone. Um, It's born of ignorance and, you know, racism and feeding into stereotypes and just like, why does it matter? The baby's already cooking. Like if you had a problem with that, it's too late yeah like it doesn't matter i can't predict the color of the baby in my belly like that's ridiculous so i feel like it's one of those like can i touch your hair like how come your skin is so dark like oh my god your hair is so curly how do you get those little curls in there like oh you know it's the other thing i thought about too i was like i wonder if they were panicking about the optics like they're just like shit like now we got to make sure the clothes match, like, cause like the skin tone, I wonder, cause you know, they're like, well, the nails have to be painted certain colors and the kids have to be in certain clothing and da da da. I wonder if they're like panicking about that shit too. And they're, they're like, shit, well, the baby's darker colored and blah, 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 like the genetics and da. like, if they were just like, cause they're, they're planning for it. They have to plan for all that stuff. And if someone in their camp was like, well, we have to make sure all this is happening and this happening. And what if the baby is this? like, it's an awful question, but in in the same lining that you were talking about all that stuff that they plan all this stuff out and da 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 they were probably thinking of it like that too they're like well we have to make sure the optics are right we have to make sure that this is right and you know what are we going to do if the baby's hair comes out like this and how are we going to take care of that and like they're probably freaking out about all aspects of the fact that holy shit this baby's half is going to come out you know half black quarter 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 black, black yeah yeah um so so that that brings us back to this point of she was the first 
you know so queen diana i keep on saying queen prince she's a queen okay okay um princess diana when she first you know became a princess i remember them writing about her she was just a a florist and you know she was a commoner how how could he marry her and she was you know she was this and they 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 literally like it was in the news they ripped her a new one even though her husband was cheating on her very publicly and everybody knew it they never really addressed that they focused on her and oh can you believe she wore this dress and can you believe she did this and can you believe she did that and then when she had that miscarriage it was somehow her fault she was doing too much they they tore her a new one because anyone who is a slightly different from the royals it's it's just for for the tabloids it's just like all right, you're fair game. Now we have our newest chump mm-hmm. and let's harass the hell out of them and let's keep this going, yeah. you know? And and then when she married Kate, they made fun of Kate too a little bit. They liked her because she was part of that class structure though. Like she was high class society yeah. and he had been dating her since like college and broken up and gotten back together. But she, he was, she was the one that everyone wanted him to be with. That was like, oh, she's just the perfect match. And eventually they did yeah. get together. Um, but I remember when I, I, it really hit me that like this, this monarchy and what they stand for may not be, may not be the best. It was when she had given birth to her first child, Kate. And I mean, hours after birth, like two or three hours after birth, um, they had her get dressed in like a formal Mm -hmm. dress and hold the baby and stand in front of the press in heels and a dress and with her hair done. And I'm like, she, her uterus is barely even holding it together. Like, and she has to do this. That's, that is unbearable. Like the amount of pain that that woman must've been in. I don't understand why this is okay because it has to be done. It must be done. This is, you know what? And I just, that was really problematic. So when, so when Megan came into this family, I did I see some of this coming? I was like, yeah, she's the first to ever do it, but you know she's about to have some serious issues on her hands. So, so you do agree in some when, part that there are some issues with? Of okay. course, of course, okay. yes. Just checking. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, I know I kind of took us off subject. So wh- when you when you heard about this whole interview happening and the little snippets that were coming out, what were your thoughts? Ooh! T bitch T T T T T. I was sitting there and I was like, I need to find this interview. Need to find this interview. I hunted down this interview. Okay, I was super interested. Um, and I'm not huge on the Royals either, but I was just really interested to hear what she had to say and hear what he had to say about the whole thing. Um, I. Okay, so I had Bill watch it. And I, when the, the question came up about the color of the baby's skin, I don't know if you remember, but Oprah did a whole, who, who? like her, who, who is having this conversation? Snitch. Tell us immediately. Who told Me you that? Me and Bill Let have us been know. saying that to each other in the house since we saw it. I mean, she said, who, who? Her face was dead ass. Like, who's having this conversation? Like, I don't know. Like, it was just the whole thing. Just the 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 idea that like we could kind of see from her point of view what was happening. Plus, I mean, um, when Princess Diana passed away, I think I was preteen, so I didn't really know like much about the royals at that time and you know why you know she was so important other than the fact that she had been a princess and you know she was very beautiful and people loved her and stuff like that so i didn't know why what could what what it was it was like for her and then through time you learn that you know she was you know, all these things happened to her and she was very sad and da da da. And so this is kind of like a chance to see that other side of, you know, why these people left and kind of get their side of the story a little bit, because I can only, since the other, since the Royals aren't speaking out, then they never speak about anything. Well, I guess we're going to get this side. You know what I mean? So that's kind of what drew me in a little bit. Sorry. I kind of went on a tangent there. 
left. Okay, so I know I, I had a feeling I was like, this is not about to be good. Like she already had a target on her back and I think she was getting ready to place an even bigger one. Um, people just couldn't wait to speak out about her. And what I think that a lot of people don't realize is their strong opinions about this and these interviews, most of those people who are so upset they're not black. Mm-hmm. They are not people of color. And you but they don't see oh, but this is not about color. It is. It really it is. is. And you feel like, how dare you complain? Like you you're lucky. Like my yep. child didn't get this opportunity, so you shouldn't be complaining that you were oh, oh so sorry you had to be married into the yeah. royal family. So does that mean that she deserves to to commit suicide? Listen. Like her like like you know, like that's that's not fair. She shouldn't have had to go through that no matter what. Victim blaming and saying, well, look at, oh, well, you're rich. What what problems could you possibly yeah. have? We all know that being rich or being famous doesn't just fix everything. Yeah. It, in fact, causes a lot more issues. So that was the one I, that um, I found, what's her name? The housewife lady, Beth- Bethany Frankel. Um, first of all, fuck her. <laughs> she tweeted something about like, oh, poor Megan. And, you know, too so sad that, you know, she had to live this life of privilege and, you know, she's so sad. Like, basically. No, I want to I want to yeah, read it please. because I want you to hear how callous and messed up yeah. it is. And, and the fact that it was just a shameless plug for her yeah. podcast, which she put in that tweet. And, and to, to also be clear, she issued this statement before the interview had even been released. So she she came out the gates with okay. a whole oh, attitude yeah. and has had since to apologize because why would she? Why would she? Like it's why? crazy. Okay, so let me find the quote. And for you guys. the fact that it's a housewife that's doing this, I'm like, uh, like a who, a what? And I don't. I got. I want to wait to get to Pierce Morgan. Oh, God, so good. Oh, yeah, I have some stuff, too. Um, So she puts, Cry me a river, the plight of being a game show host, fairly unknown actress, to suffering in a palace with tiaras and seven-figure weddings for two whole years, to being a household name with Oprah on speed dial, fetching seven million for interviews, hundreds of millions in media deals, thinking face, hashtag Mary. Um... And then someone was like, but, you know, her poor husband, you know, he lost his wife and, you know, his, I'm sorry, his mom. And she was like, okay, I 100% give Harry a break. This isn't the way to generate less press and cannot be filed under the guise of wanting privacy to prevent a repeat of previous events. She has had to apologize because, one, Meghan Markle was not some unknown actress. She had her own show that she had been on, Suits. Everybody knew her. She was oh. a beautiful woman, and she had been on a, a ton of other things before that. Yes, she started off as being on a game show, and she worked her way quickly up. So when she got engaged, everyone was like, oh, my God, we know her. She's gorgeous. Yes, 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 yes. She was a household name when she got engaged. So to dismiss her whole yeah. career in, like, two sentences was some nonsense. She's done better than you ever could, even with your podcast and whatever show that you yeah. were on. Like, have That's a what I was saying. I was like, uh, you're a housewife. Like, you're famous for what oh and then the rest of her quote was and if you don't like my opinion then definitely don't listen to my podcast that you know whatever whatever it's called i'm not even gonna plug it on here because f that lady man like why like that that's total nonsense total nonsense just a disgusting person not only that but like how dare you dismiss someone and their feelings like you literally you're just telling someone else that you're not allowed to have feelings just because of your your status in life like who are you like why do people feel the need to tell other people you're not allowed to have human emotion you're not allowed to be depressed you're not allowed to be sad you're not allowed to be angry you're not allowed to be envious you're not allowed you you can't be happy just because of your status in life like that is none of your business i can tell her that so many people can tell her the exact same thing when she's sitting there crying in the corner saying, I'm not as pretty, I'm getting too old, my plastic surgery didn't turn out as good as everyone else's. Shut the fuck up, Bethany. You don't get to be sad. I'm sorry. Not sorry. Oh, wow. Yeah, so... I hope anyway, she hears this. All right. I hope you find our tiny <laughs> little indie podcast 
And you heard me tell you, shut the fuck up, Bethany Frankel. <laughs> she had to apologize. And she was like, okay, guys, I'm sorry. I'm like, the fact that she said it before she even heard Ugh. the interview is what angered me. I was like, you were literally just trying to get people to talk yep. about you and to keep your name current by stirring the shit, doing exactly what those damn tabloids mm-hmm. did to her in the first yeah. place, dismissing her pain while causing yep. it. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Hey, beautiful listeners. Thank you for joining us for part one of episode 28. We'll be back in two weeks with the conclusion. As always, if you're enjoying the show, please be sure to hit that subscribe button and visit us on the socials. We are The Ebenistas. Bye. Oh, f- The Ebenistas podcast was created, written, recorded, and produced by Jabby and Doreen. Theme music by Chris Black of Truck Music Productions.